0: y'all see the bonnet y'all see the shirt y'all know what time it is i want to make sure y'all know that black beauty near you has officially launched their braider directory head over to blackbeautynearyou.com, check out the braider directory find a braider near you and if you are a braider make sure that you sign up to get your services listed in the directory in the near future but for now let's get to the episode All right, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Banquet Hall Podcast. As always, this is Kyler. I'm your host of this episode, and I'm joined by the one, the only Cambria. Cambria, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm I'm a little tired. I can't lie to you, but I'm doing great
0: hey we, we love the honesty on the podcast hopefully by the end of the episode the energy's up and you're ready to take on the world after we're done recording or take a nap like it's totally up to you i'm not going to tell you to take over the world it's friday
1: it may be a little bit of both
0: it may be a little bit of both uh, but Camber, maybe recently- not
1: the maybe not the take over the world part but the nap for sure energy with a little with a little nap anyways <laughs> <laughs>
0: cambra you recently celebrated a birthday how was that birthday oh wow
1: i had a birthday and i had a birthday okay it was a good time um the best part about me celebrating my birthdays as of like this year and last year is that i have two friends who are born the day before me and after mm. so we celebrate together now last year was chaotic we had somebody's birthday on the second the third the fourth the fifth and the sixth jesus um, I don't know that I'll ever do that again because that was just too many birthdays. But this year we did two, no, we did three, four, five. And we celebrated together on a boat. The boat was a great time. That was a great call. Um, And then the next day it was my friend's actual birthday. So starting on the third. And what did we do? We went to brunch. We went to a day party, which is a very DC thing. Brunch and day parties is like, it's what you do when you're here um and then what did we do after that we had a game night and then that's how Mm -hmm. I brought in my birthday and then the next day on my birthday I was supposed to go get a tattoo but it didn't work out so then we ended up just finding our way around into into Mm -hmm. a whole lot of debauchery Debauchery. that's the best (laughs) that's the best word
0: I did not expect debauchery on this podcast. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna hold you. I expected shenanigans maybe, but debauchery,
1: wow. Debauchery, yeah. <laughs> I love that word. No, but um, yeah. We went from a wine bar to a cookout to a lounge that had a game night, but there wasn't mm. no games played, and then MGM casino until three in the morning, and then I got up the next day for class and a day full of patience.
0: There were no games played at the game. Like, y'all didn't play the games, or there are no games present at this game night?
1: <laughs> no, there were games present. Okay, I was about but to like, say, what kind of? <laughs> no, there was games. It was, it was games. Okay. Um, a little Connect Four happened. And okay. then we had, like, it was like a card game, like, who's most likely to whatever. Mm-hmm. And um that came up. And then there was no more games after that. I don't know. Shots just started going, and everybody was having a good time. And who cared about a game after that?
0: debauchery at its finest
1: debauchery fully (laughs) and the crazy part about it was they had jenga there but i just felt like that was really disruptive for the environment because every Mm. time the blocks crash it's like a whole thing so it just felt like they shouldn't have that there even though jenga's like a staple i love jenga it just didn't like who wants to be worried about bricks on the floor when you you know was it giant
0: jenga or a regular jenga
1: I was gonna say medium Jenga because, because I felt like it wasn't that big but it wasn't small either like there's different of Jenga and I just I don't remember it being small Jenga but it wasn't like large Jenga okay
0: well <laughs> I'm I'm happy that the debauchery went well uh we love a good DC brunch and I remember the first brunch I had in DC I was kind of alarmed at how much the brunch cost. but I'm like, I am in D.C., but I was like, God damn, like the bottomless mimosas, $50 by themselves.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too. Like when you, you could either go to brunch to eat or you can go to brunch to party. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that I prefer going to brunch to eat because that's the place where you can get $30 bottomless or like there's actually a place in Virginia that does $5 bottles of champagne. Mm. That is a wild time but it's like you know it's just literally people here to eat like you know I prefer like that go eat get some good drinks that are you know not too hard on the pockets and then go out versus Uh trying to be at a lounge that's also a day party but they start with a brunch it's too much.
0: I feel that. Well, thank you, Cambria, for coming on this episode to talk about DC brunch and debauchery. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I'm sure our listeners really enjoyed this episode. Uh, If y'all are new here, make sure y'all follow at Banquet Hall Pod. And no, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say, make sure y'all like, subscribe, leave comments, let us know. And hopefully, you know, next week, I mean, not next week, but the next episode, Kyler has his act right. and yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I knew you was going to start. Let, let's get to the questions before, before you make me mad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But the first question I usually ask all of my guests is a little bit about where you're from and what that means for you, because I feel like it's very important for folks to be able to understand where people grew up at, where people are coming from, because where we grew up shapes us so much. And obviously, you're not originally from the D.C. area. So why don't you share with our listeners where you're from and how did that shape who
1: you are? Right. So... I'm from Victorville, California, a little small city in the IE. Um, Grew up there pretty much all my life. And the one thing about Victorville is that it really, it does not have much of anything going on. Um, And it was funny because I was kind of talking about this with somebody recently, like how when you come, when you grow up in Victorville, it's like you really have to kind of go out and seek opportunity for yourself Mm. because it's not automatically there. Like, most people who, most people who grew up out there don't want to stay there. They don't imagine a life for themselves there, like, settling there, continuing building a family there. Like, everybody wants to kind of go out, leave, and kind of see what the world has to offer, what opportunities wait for them outside of that area. Um, And that was very much me. I mean, I grew up kind of asking, like, why can't we move? (laughs) Now I understand as an adult why we couldn't move, because that's a lot. Man, the prices. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was not you don't just pick a house and move it in somewhere else like it's a whole thing. But shouldn't um, that be
0: how it is? Like not to cut you off, but shouldn't you just be able to pick a should. house somewhere?
1: It should. There's so many empty houses just standing, empty residences. We should be able to just pick up and move anywhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, in my mind, I'm like, "Uh, I just want to move. I don't want to live here anymore." um so yeah the opportunity to to leave Victorville and go off to college somewhere as soon as I could that was what I chose I remember when I was uh figuring out where I wanted to go to college I literally was only trying to pick colleges that were in or near a big city Mm -hmm. and like I couldn't tell my mom that because she just wouldn't think that it was like a valid way to search for a college (laughs) well maybe she wouldn't think that but she was kind of like you know give it a chance and I'm like no it needs Mm -hmm. to be on or in or near a major city for sure but um yeah victorville literally got it out the dirt got it out and, the dirt and that i will say
0: it's damn near getting out the dust with victorville
1: got it out the, literally <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's crazy too because it's like you know people move there because it's the cheapest city mm-hmm. surrounded by a whole bunch of other more expensive cities a lot of people like my parents are from my dad's from LA my mom's from West Covina and we were living in like Ontario before we moved to Victorville a lot of people that I grew up with were San Bernardino Rialto LA like people move from all over to Victorville because it's affordable to live mm-hmm. it's really not a bad area it's just you have to be content with like the peace and quiet and like stillness um which is also something that I think that I've now come to value because mm. living in DC now, I'm like, oh, I would much rather live in like Virginia. Mm. I want it like slow and parking lots. And
0: I love a good parking lot.
1: <laughs> I I promise you I miss a parking lot. I'm tired of parking garages. I'm tired of parallel parking. But yeah, I I really miss like the peace and the quiet and the the stillness of a of a small city for sure, but Victorville does teach you how to kind of grind and seek out opportunities for yourself. Teaches you to kind of like put yourself out there, and make a network mm-hmm. for yourself. Um, Victorville made me who I am. I used to be so embarrassed about Victorville, <laughs> so embarrassed about it.
0: So what would you say when people ask where you're from? Would you say like oh L A or I E? What, what would you say?
1: I E. I would Mm. say I eat, or I would say like, oh, well, you know, like I I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house in West Covina. So, you know, I feel like
0: (laughs) that's just so funny because I feel like especially being from a big city. I always peep when people embarrass from where they're from because you ask somebody where they're from and they're like, uh, you know, I'm like, not like where, where are you from? Man? And it's just always right. like, oh, oh, it's next to this, it's an hour north of LA. Like, dog, where are you from? Tell me where right. are you from? But then, like, I feel like going to UCSD and meeting so many people from so many different places. I started to understand more because it's like you talking about where you're from a lot. So if I had to explain Victorville to a bunch of strangers week after week, <laughs> I'd get tired of it too. But I do remember, like, when I found you from Victorville, it was just so random. I'm like, Victor, you, you for real from Victorville? Because I got family yeah. in Apple Valley. So I was like, dang, like, I didn't, I didn't know they, that y'all made, like, like people youngins.
1: Actually, <laughs> like, right. Like, people actually grow up out there. It's crazy. No way. It actually was crazy when people would say they were born in Victorville. Now, we mm-hmm. were like in the hospital. Like, you didn't come <laughs> from outside. You were born here. I know two people who were born in victorville i was like that's crazy he was born at desert valley
0: were you born in victorville or no
1: i was born in chino
0: Mm. okay i.e through and through uh so you wanted to escape victorville get to somewhere near a major city in a major city and that led you to a quote-unquote america's finest city of san diego california uh, specifically, La Jolla, that is where we met at UCSD. So, what led you to choose UCSD out of the colleges that you were accepted to, besides the fact that it was near a big city or two?
1: Mm. So, when it came down to the schools that I was stuck between, it was actually between Howard and UCSD. Mm. And when we sat down and crunched the numbers and did the math, it was cheaper for me to stay in state versus like moving to a whole other state. Um, so I decided to stay in San Diego. And then, so at some point during, I think it was probably at the end of my first year, my mom and I realized that the scholarship that they gave me was not for all four years. It was just for one of them <laughs> versus Howard had given me a scholarship for all four years. So we were like, "Oh, like it probably would have been a little better for me to go. But um, as I sit back and think about it now, I honestly think it was the best decision like I was meant to go to UCSD because I just feel like I mean like you know <laughs> I can't like there was it, nobody had a college experience like we did nobody did and I'm learning that so much more now that I'm here to HBCU it's like like black people come from everywhere But it's like, y'all, like y'all don't see the things that I see or y'all don't understand the things that I understand. Like Mm. I was able to kind of like access learning and kind of like grow and mature in an environment that made me so much more aware of things that were just bigger than my black experience. Um, So, yeah, now looking back, like, I don't think I would have gotten. I don't think I would have gotten half of of what i did if i would have went to howard versus me staying at ucsd and the friendships that came from it to the relationships the community like uh i miss the community like when you leave that man it's like nothing else hits the same
0: it no don't <laughs> and i was just talking to james about that on the podcast last episode because he had tweeted a while ago that oh i miss ucsd people and just something as simple as that, i was like damn i feel you because it's just like y'all my dogs like we we went through the mud together we understand like because I feel like every person who went to UCSD on this podcast along some lines it says like there's some weird shit that go on at UCSD and it just be like you just around weird shit but you around like your dog so it's like y'all see this weird thing happen over here okay cool I'm not tripping it is weird like I feel like there's so many of those moments at UCSD and so I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting hearing you now being at Howard and in a dental school and whatnot. And we're going to get back to dentistry in a bit, but being able to see some of those differences between a HBCU and a UC experience. You are the second person from a HBCU to be on this podcast. Uh, the other one was uh, Hampton University. So you are a Howard University rep. Are you in the HU? The real like- HU. I- All right. So you answered my question before I could even... <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like we're programmed. Honestly, we're programmed here. It's a common response every time.
0: The way you lean into the mic and the real hu, I was like, oh, you, you was ready for it.
1: No, yeah. Like even if I don't believe it in my soul, like even if I think how Hampton is the real hu, like I'm going to put everything, like all of my conviction, into my statement. Hey,
0: well, (laughs) I think I'm gonna just have to keep alternating Hampton and Howard because Taylor said Hampton was a real hu. You're saying Howard's a real hu that's going to be the banquet hall is like central mission is to find out what is the real age you
1: spoiler alert it's us <laughs> i'm gonna reserve
0: my bias because i gotta i gotta be a man of the people um so i'm gonna just ask What are some of those things that you're, obviously you said that you have been like realizing that you had a different collegiate experience than a lot of people at Howard, but how has that shown up? Like, are there specific things that are just very different, good or bad, between the HBCU and the UC experience?
1: Definitely both. And I feel like it's in a little bit of different areas. Like administrative wise, sometimes I really miss my PWI, (laughs) like sometimes things just run more efficiently you can call the people you need to call you can email the people <laughs> like you don't have to do runarounds with financial aid and housing and it's just sometimes the way they run it is just like ooh not used to this um but then on the flip side it's so refreshing to be in a space where you're not consciously thinking about the fact that you are black in it like mm-hmm. you're at this black people everywhere outside of Howard inside of Howard like you really just don't worry about it at all Um and being able to be mentored and educated by black dentists and black doctors is it's invaluable like I don't wish that I would have did this at any other school honestly especially because I do hear about what the other dental students that are in my class at different schools are going through at like boston university or marquette or Mm. usc like they have to deal with those comments and those microaggressions and i've been there and i just couldn't do that on a professional level because Mm -hmm. we already make up so little of the populations of dennis of the population of dentists as black people so it's like I'm not trying to be worried about that while I'm getting my education. Like you're not going to insult me. And I still have to worry about my mental health on top of the fact that I have to worry about my mental health because dental school is enough as is like, I just, I couldn't do it. And then I'm also learning too, that when it comes to education, there's a lot of black women. Like you may not see a lot of black women dentists out in the field, but there are a lot of them who are teachers. Mm. And so that's been really nice too, because I get to form like community with them and that's, that's also valuable. And, and kind of going back to the communities aspect, I was like, what if I start a little black women's collective, but I mean, like, we're all black women. So it's like, yeah. it serves a different purpose, but still a necessary one, because it's like, we're still the minority in our mm-hmm. profession, out of all the races and genders, you know, so. But yeah, I really, I really really say that that is probably the most valuable part of the experience for me. But then there's another aspect of it that is like, I miss the need to form tight community that being at a PWY brings you because it's like you're at a HBCU, so you don't have to think about forming black organizations, mm-hmm. you don't have to think about forming black spaces, you don't have to think about forming relationships with other black people. I feel like it's a lot more intentional, the kind of community that we build at a PWI versus at Howard is kind of like, not that they take it for granted, but it's just there. It's not going to go anywhere. That is the entire school. And so you don't have to interact with a lot of Black people different than you. You can and you will be exposed to them because, I mean, you take classes, you have patients, et cetera, et cetera. But who you ultimately choose to build deep, close relationships with it's kind of like, well, that's up to you. And I mean, like, even though, yeah, at the end of the day, it's the same thing for friendships that you form at a PWI. It's still kind of like, like, there's just people that I probably would have never interacted with at all had it not been the fact that we went to GBMs together. We were always in a yep. BRC together. We, I miss the BRC. Oh my god! Like a lot. Like I just be wanting to. I be mean, when I got of class. I'm like I don't know what to do with myself. I in my yeah. third year. I still don't know if I want to go sit in an empty classroom or sit mm-hmm. in a lounge. But it's like I wish we just had, like a a BRC. Like even though yeah, it's a black college. Like still, I really no. wish. I really wish I had that.
0: <laughs> no, I think that that's so real because. Uh, in my MBA program, we had a couple of readings. I was talking about the third place for people. Like, you have mm. work, you have home, and then there's this third place between work and home that you go and like find your people, that you go to hang out. And that's kind of how Starbucks got their big go because they wanted to become this third place. And I feel like for a lot of us Black folks at UCSD, the BRC was that third place because it's like, well, not ready to go home for today. Maybe I got class in a couple hours. Like, I just want to grab a meal and go sit somewhere and just chill and. That's how important the BRC was for us. Like just being able to go in that space, see some people that look like you, say what's up, talk about the most random thing of the day, like just randomness, and then just going about your business. Like I think that was so cool about going to UCSD and having that space because, like you said, a lot of these people would never interact with them. Like if it was just like a bunch of black people, I probably wouldn't interact with most people I interacted with at UCSD. But it was like, okay, we're all going through this shared experience on our own journeys, but this shared experience, and yeah, there's no place like the BRC for sure.
1: Like, oh, uh, <laughs> I wish I could just put it into words how much the BRC meant. Oh, uh, but yeah, I and that's another thing too that I thought of, um, kind of like being in like at HBC, there's things that people kind of take for granted, mm-hmm. um, is. Networking, like I mm. feel like we, well, maybe not networking. I should like organizations because we had to make like we had to make Nesby, we had to make Black Women's Collective, we had to make like all these different organizations that represented us in our various, you know, career fields and in our various communities. And I feel like here it's like we're all a part of clubs and organizations, but nothing really pulls me to like. Mm. I don't know how to describe it. I was kind of trying to talk about it with a friend when we were last year trying to decide what leadership roles we wanted to like go for. And we do have um, a black dental organization It's called NDA. And then the student version is SNDA, but it's like, we're part of it because we're Howard, but like how much does this mean to y'all versus the Mm. SNDA students who are at again, Boston and, and in Milwaukee and in Ohio, you know what I mean? Like, that and i miss that part of it because i i even know somebody who um she's in her final year of dental school at maryland and she went to san diego state mm-hmm. and she's part of sda and i look at all the meetups and the linkups that they have and the community that they built and it reminds me of like everything we used to do at bsu and i'm like i miss that because we mm-hmm. do events here because it's like that's what we do as organizations we do events we are howard we do community service and it's just like but where is like the You know what I mean? Like I'm missing kind of like the passion and the, I used to miss class for my organizations. Now I'm like, oh, I gotta do homework. I don't feel like going to no GBM. (laughs) I would miss class for GBM.
0: And now I'm like,
1: like, you know, it's whatever, it's fine. But (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's the aspect of it that like, you know, you kind of take for granted being in this space. And so- What I really want to do is kind of soak up as much of this as I can Mm -hmm. and kind of bring it back home with me because I don't want to stay in D.C. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to California, but it's important for me to kind of be that black face in that space. You know, I want to be that dentist who Mm -hmm. is aligned with the students at UCLA and USC and Western and Loma Linda. Well, they're looking for people like us. Because I was looking for people like us, and I couldn't <laughs> find no black ditties in Victorville. I mean, I'm not going to be in Victorville. But you know what I mean? Like, I'll be I'll be around. <laughs> You'll be able to contact me. <laughs> I might be in, like, Riverside or something. But, like...
0: <laughs> no, I feel like But, that.
1: yeah. Like, I'm trying to bring back the Howard network that I'm building and gaining here <clears throat> and using that. And allowing myself to kind of like be a mentor and a support for whoever is trying to also follow along on this journey. So.
0: Yeah. And if that ain't what it's all about, like taking all these different pieces of our lives, putting them together, bringing them back to the neighborhoods and the communities we care about, that's, that's what we're doing all this for at the end of the day. Um, I do want to rewind a bit and talk a little bit about how we first cross paths because I think that is a testament to just the nature of like you kind of just you you find the black people and you, you bring them into the fold like <laughs> hey come here uh do you remember <laughs> before we get to how we became close, do you remember how we first first met?
1: You took me and Brilon to pick up her hair. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go get her bundles from somewhere, and I just came.
0: That's how we first met for real
1: that's I what a i first memory. remember okay what do you, what is your memory
0: so my memory that that's a funny example of that being the first time we met though um my memory is it was welcome week and i think it was like it was like i pow like I, uh the feds gonna listen to this part this is the past get over it there was like seven people i packed up in the mustang drove across campus to the mirror dance <laughs> and we would just walk around the mirror dance and they were okay, like yes. who's, that, who's that black girl And we're like, hey, and just we all introduced ourselves to you and like, you're black, we're black, this, because you know how the mirror dance was, it was, (laughs) it was not turn, we was trying to make it turn, but it was not turn. (laughs) So we was just, we was just there to find the black people. And that's when I first remember meeting you. I didn't remember you hopping in the car to go get hair at that freaking beauty supply warehouse that I got dragged to like once a week, it felt like.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. We didn't even go to that one. I do remember the mirror dance because I remember Andre. Because you mm-hmm. know, we, you know, he was in the middle of the circle. Um, yes, I remember that. I remember talking to you. Uh, I, I remember see that. the That's light bulb crazy. going on in your head. Yes, no, I remember it. I remember it exactly.
0: But yeah, plenty of trips to the That's beauty supply crazy. for sure. But yeah, we go back just because you are a blackface at this welcome week event and it, it wasn't hard to spot you <laughs> but <laughs> we that's, one that's of like
1: four black people in the air
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's the you that's the pwi uc experience right there you go to this big welcome week dance it's hundreds of students there and you're like oh there's a black person let's go talk to her <laughs> that's exactly just, that's just how it goes but uh yeah, I had for not that I forgot that I took you to abuse. I'm sure I took you to the abuse supply or to get here with somebody several times throughout my time at UCSD as the person with the car. Um, but there was one moment in our friendship that we really became close. And it was in my eyes, the most random the like <laughs> just the most random place to like really <laughs> get to know somebody i don't even remember what the full circumstances were but for the listeners i don't know how
1: we got there but
0: i think i told you i was, I don't remember wh- whether we was about to go somewhere if we were just kicking it hanging out but i pulled up to the res hall and you're like oh i just have to finish a load of laundry real quick i think it was hanging out at your place and you said you had to go like put clothes in the dryer and so we went mm. to the laundry room you put your clothes in the dryer and then we started talking for like what an hour and a half in the laundry yeah
1: yeah folded my clothes changed the load from the washer (laughs) to the dryer like it was a whole thing we were in there forever talking about where i was from what high school was like
0: i mean we talked about relationships we talked about family
1: (laughs) you know because a name is coming up in my mind that i remember we laughed about because mm. you said I, what was, I don't want to say the girl name because I don't know if I remember it all the way but you said the name sounded like a Sun and we were laughing about it so hard
0: I forgot about that we're gonna have to talk about that offline or that's gonna be a, a subscriber <laughs> exclusive but yeah just like mind you like literally this is a week max after the mirror dance like I don't know you at all but after that like I think you even told me at the time like you had told me I think we both had shared stuff with each other that we had never really talked about with more than probably, like, two or three other people. And, and we just like, was... why is this happening? <laughs> Do we know why it happened? Like, was it just... <laughs> was it just the trust fall <laughs> of college? Like, hey, I need to make friends, so let me just tell you my life story real quick.
1: <laughs> no, that had to be it. That had to be it. I honestly don't know, because I don't remember how it even, like, progressed from something, like, I'm just changing my laundry over real quick. And then we can go do what we're about to do to like, this is a really good cu- topic. And if we like move from this place, we're going to f- like fuck up the whole flow. So let's just <laughs> stay here. And I'm going to sit on top of the dryer. Yep. And what did you sit on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you also sitting on top of the dryer. I was like, I was sitting on the dryer and you was sitting in front of me on something in the, and I think there was came like a there.
0: Or, Yeah. Nobody came to. Watch, nobody you know.
1: came in there. <laughs>
0: yeah nobody came to wash clothes or nothing they probably saw two black people in there and got scared though maybe they needed to wash but they didn't want us to gang bang on them
1: which honestly that reminds me of something completely off topic all of, not all of my classmates some of my classmates they had me laughing because they're like oh you're from california so you know you a crib dah, 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 dah. today i'm walking through clinic and, like, you know, I was trying to, like, set up my chair. So, you know, I'm, like, getting my little barrier tape and all that other stuff that I got to cover all the surfaces with. And so my, I'm pulling it, right? And my friend starts to grab it from me. I'm looking at him, like, why are you grabbing my tape? So I'm asking him, I'm like, uh, why are you grabbing my tape? This is mine. He's, like, oh, my bad, Crip. You know, Inglewood, <laughs> let me let you. And I'm, like, that's not, not even what? where I'm from. <laughs> no, Inglewood was crazy. I said.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: but yeah, what a time. So they still think that now. Um but yeah, that laundry room was literally like a closet too. Like there was, yeah, no it was a small space laundry in there. room in So literally like us being in there for two hours, we monopolized the whole space. There was nobody coming in to do laundry. And if you did come in to do laundry, why are you Got in to there? squint? But yeah. I think
0: I feel like there was either a table or like a sink or like a folding station or something. something. I think I was sitting there. And I think when you started like folding clothes and I switched to sit on the dryer, it's just so amazing to me because it was it literally was just like a couple hours of just talking to a complete stranger that I don't even know if I can trust you. I barely remember your name at this point, but I know everything about your entire life, it felt like. And so I feel like that was definitely the foundation of a strong friendship. I obviously can't tell my UCSD experience without including you in that because we work together. We were neighbors at some point. Uh, just a lot of shenanigans. Some of them can be on the podcast. Some of them can't be on a podcast. <laughs> but just, just a long, long friendship. And that started, what, nine years ago now?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And we had regular one-to-ones after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like at that point, you kind of have to. If you tell your whole life story to somebody day one, you might as well.
1: (laughs) You got to follow up. (laughs) You got to.
0: (laughs) Got to follow up. Make sure you understand how things are going. But uh, that brings us to this podcast. And from the laundry room to the Zoom room, that's how our friendship goes. (laughs)
1: That should be the title.
0: From the laundry room to the Zoom room.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to write that down just in case. I feel like good something got to be with debauchery in there too uh
1: (laughs) i got that from spongebob (laughs) i feel like spongebob said that in one episode and it stuck with me for the rest of my life
0: Yeah, i feel like that's that's why we watch the things that we watch but within (laughs) that hour and a half to three hour conversation that we had in the ucsd laundry room in muir college i found out that you wanted to become a dentist and i if I'm I'm pretty sure you're the first person I've ever met that wanted to be a dentist.
1: Cause I was like, dang,
0: like you, you want to just be staring at people's mouths and shit? Like that's that's what we on And I was like, all hey, right, like I'm with it. Then I met another person who wants to be a dentist. Many of y'all have heard the Kenny Episodes podcast already. Um, but it was just like, dang, like I met two people who want to be dentists. College is cool, like y'all black people be trying to be dentists and shit. Like, that's dope. Uh, but why don't you let our listeners know what started the love for dentistry for me for you and wanting to become on this pathway to being a dentist
1: well first it kind of evolved but it started out as as a kid i had braces for a very long time like and in fact now that i'm in dental school i actually want to go back and look at my case and figure out why on earth i had braces from third grade to ninth grade like what was the reason for third grade Uh, that's a
0: long time
1: and why did yeah so i i I want (laughs) to that's what i'm saying now that I'm sitting here learning I'm like I need to go back and look at my case but just that constant exposure you know you're there every single month for the most part for that period of time it was like okay you know this is cool I think I want to do this and for a while I thought I wanted to be an orthodontist so it was something that kind of stuck all the way through I think it was probably like 12 when I decided like sixth grade all the way through middle school all the way through high school and everybody knew everybody do I was gonna be a dentist it's just one of those things that's like been with me throughout my entire life um and then when I went to college it was the same thing but I started to kind of think like "Mm, like what if this is not really what I want to do like what if it's just been something that I've identified with for so long that I'm like okay I have to do it um so I gave some things some other thought and consideration But I still like never let go of the fact that I'm like, I'm on the track to doing it Mm. while I thought of other options. I remember having a conversation with one of the six RAs um, and they were telling me like, oh, well, what if you decide not to go into like clinical aspects, you can go into business. And then I'm like, okay, you know, I could see myself doing that. So I started exploring options, started thinking about psychology, started thinking about teaching. But every time I thought about other things, it kind of always just came back to dentistry. And then even after I left and I took like three years in between graduating and starting dental school in those three years while I was like taking exams and getting ready to pay for applications I was like okay before I get ready to drop four hundred dollars on this test am I sure this is what I want to do and that wasn't and it didn't stop there (laughs) applications were even more expensive but I was like I gotta be sure this is what I want to do like I have to know and um I remember telling my mom, like, "Uh, like, I'm just tired of going to school. Like, I want to get my life started. Everybody's going to be done with school and in their careers while I'm still finishing school. What if I want to have kids? And my mom was like, at the end of the day, the time is going to pass regardless. And you don't even know yeah. if you're going to do all of the things during that time that you're saying that you don't want to go to school so that you have a chance to do. She's like, just go. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you're right. You know, sometimes I just be overthinking. So went ahead and applied and now here I am and I was talking to somebody last year um who they since graduated and he was saying that he wanted to go and do oral surgery so for oral surgery it's four to six years following dental school um and I'm like oh I couldn't do that like it's too much school you know he was like and I thought the same thing he's like dang I gotta do another four years like it's like a contract. It's like another four and another four and another four, but you're paying every time. It's not fun. (laughs) And he was like, well, when I think about it, if I just decide to be a general dentist, I might like it, but then eventually, or no, I might love it, but eventually I'll like it. And then I won't like it. And then I'm over it. And he's like, and if I'm An oral surgeon, I love it, like it, you know, so on and so forth. And he was like, when it comes down to it, if I just stay as a general dentist, I'm gonna move down that ladder to I'm over it so much faster than if I were just put in these extra four years
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and give my all and do what it is that I want to do because I'll be in love it for a whole lot longer. And maybe when I retire, I'm still in the like it phase. Versus if I'm a general dentist, I'm gonna be bored. It's not the cases I want to see. I'm still going to be wishing that I would have went ahead and just did the four years while I had the energy, the money, and the time mm-hmm. and the resources to do it. And I was like, okay, you're eating it on that point. Like, that doesn't make sense. And so I feel like that kind of describes why I ended up committing to dentistry. Because I'm like, I could be a psychologist. I would like it, but I wouldn't like it for very long. Or I don't think I would like it as long as I would like dentistry or like teaching the same thing. I think things that I'm good at, or I see myself doing aren't necessarily the things that I would want to do mm. the way that I would want to do dentistry. So I'm pushing through school, even though <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I'm at the bottom of my ladder, <laughs> but I'm waiting. I'm trying to climb back to the top because we only got two more years. <laughs> well, only two more years. years. Actually, I'm gonna tell you exactly how much it is. It is one year, eight months, one day, four hours, 59 minutes and 43, 42 41
0: 40 not that you're of- counting not that you're <laughs> counting or anything um but even if you are at the bottom of your ladder you're on the bottom of that ladder in scrubs like you're at, you're doing the damn thing and i think that's what's so powerful to see there you go go ahead and rep yourself um <laughs> rep your crib said it looked like with the with the powder blue scrubs
1: inglewood that's from my classmate <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> somebody else oh my god one time i had a lighter also random, but we were in lab, and I had to use a lighter. And somebody's like, oh, can I borrow your lighter? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I hand it to him. It's blue. Oh, you got the Crip lighter because you from California. I said, I just don't know. They're obsessed with me being from the West. If y'all are listening, I love y'all. <laughs> 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 but please.
0: no, <Nah>, I feel <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I feel you on
0: that. But I remember, so the last time that we, second to last time we caught up. Yeah, I think it was the second last time that we caught up. Uh, was when we got lunch, dinner at that one spot somewhere near Howard. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember when Jazzy and I got to the restaurant, I saw you in scrubs. I'm like, damn, like Cambria really out here doing mm-hmm. the shit because <laughs> it's like I re- and that's the thing why I wanted to do the banquet hall too because for so many of my friends' journey, it's like not nah, like I was there. I was at Geisel Library. I was there when you switched your major. I've seen those like really stressful <laughs> moments. And so to see like you in your scrubs, to see you in dental school, killing it with the grades too, if y'all had tapped into 4D podcasts and seeing like Cambria shine with the GPA and whatnot, it's just really dope to be able to see you on this pathway to becoming a dentist. And the purpose of this podcast is to be able to give people flowers while they're on the journey. Cause it's like the next, you're going to be a dentist soon. And it's just like let's affirm all the work that got you here today. So giving you your flowers in one sense, but also like, man, what a journey, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> I love a journey. <laughs> and it could have it been simpler. I mean, a lot of shoulda, coulda, have, Cause there were a lot of things, like you said, you was there for all the stressful moments. And the stressful moments is what I caused myself. Okay. Because I was having too much fun the first two years. I didn't take anything seriously. And then I wanted to cry because I was on academic probation twice like girl what did you think was gonna happen you can only fail statistics so many times it was calculus-based statistics i said what is that it <laughs> felt <Failed> it twice <laughs> but i'm here
0: yeah you here ain't ain't nobody about to ask about no academic probation when you drilling holes in their teeth Tuh. Tuh.
1: It doesn't even <laughs> matter but yeah you have seen you've seen all of it and that's the crazy part wow Wow. friendship <laughs> friendship
0: i just wanted to talk to you all a little bit about another sponsor of the pod i have the shirt on i have the board game in hand that's right we're talking about play black wall street the board game uh, play black wall street has a mission of educating families on the legacy and ideals of black wall street in a fun way through creative and educational experiences and the best part is you can have play Black Wall Street the Board Game in your own hands. You can use my link uh, to get 10% off the second edition of Play Black Wall Street the Board Game. I uh, just go to playblackwall street.com slash Banquet Hall podcast. That's playblackwall street.com slash Banquet Hall Podcast. Now let's get to the episode. Uh but yeah, I could I could talk literally for hours about our UCSD intertwinings and our UCSD experiences and A couple of things that I wanted to make sure that we talked about, and I definitely didn't include these in the run of show originally. But one, I think that I attribute, not that I'm giving you like 100% credit for this, but I think in terms of my growth as a, I don't know what word I want to use, but a politically conscious person, I would say. Like, I feel like being able to take those community center classes with you at the BRC, learn about all these isms, all these phobias, I feel like we were very integral to each other's growth and development as people. Because when I tell people, I always tell people when it comes to like, all oh, like you speaking like all proper or using this inclusive language saying y'all I'm like, yeah, I wasn't always like this. Like I came into college just as ignorant as your next guy. And I feel like being in those spaces with you and just learning together, I really feel like, especially that 2015, 16 year, like being interns at the BRC, we just grew as people so exponentially. And I Mm -hmm. think that I attribute that to people like you, people like Andre, because it was like, we was figuring stuff out as we went, but we were growing together as friends and as people. And I feel like just going through the mud with y'all, we really was in the trenches at UCSD.
1: No, literally. (laughs) literally people do not understand UCSD was not like and sometimes when I sit back and think I feel like I don't remember all of my time at UCSD like it's points Mm. it's specific moments but in general things are like a blur like when people bring them up I'm like oh that happened and I'm like was it just like was UCSD like terrible and I'm like no it wasn't I mean It was kind of like our community and then the general school. And it's just like, I don't remember anything about general school. I just remember us, you know? yeah (laughs) And I remember like specific moments. So when you were saying like, we really have like, we were grown. (laughs) We have grown. Because do you remember that conversation? There's a specific conversation that's coming up in my mind that happened in you and Andre's apartment. And we were kicking and laughing and it was not, it was not okay. (laughs)
0: listeners y'all gonna have to uh send each of us like 50 dollars each to be able to get these exclusives but
1: yeah no for sure because i won't I, w- I won't do that to us <laughs>
0: no we, we definitely not doing that on a podcast you'll yeah that's got to be over mimosas not recorded but um <laughs> one story that y'all can get from ucsd and i don't know if you realize this as much as i realize it but i wouldn't be the poet i am today if it weren't for you
1: shut up don't say that no
0: i'm dead ass serious so camry and i put on this event as student workers called flexing my expression back in 2015 because we wanted to bring an open mic to uc san diego and we originally were planning on like just like it was like five people might show up we can have like i think we saw about like hot chocolate and we can get some candles set the vibe like we did not think, think
1: people were coming in the it like, we were saying in the brc like a yeah. little
0: we was like, we can get a lamp or something to set the mood. We, like, we yeah. will snap, snap your fingers a little open <laughs> mic. I was like, yeah, let's put this together. And then people started signing up. It was like, dang, 30 people want to come to this? I was like, oh, we need a bigger space. And so, all right, we go to the little Veracruz room. Then it was like, 80 people want to come to this? And we
1: were like, dang.
0: We need another space. Um, And then, like, I remember we, like, sit at the front desk at the BRC, and we're looking up, like, poets and who we could pay to come. And we're like, damn, like, y'all kind of y'all expensive. Then we ended up, like, getting funding to get a live painter, a performer. But just, like, I had never performed poetry until Flex in My Expression. Like, obviously, I'm sure at some way life would have found a way to make me perform poetry. But I would not have come up to perform poetry anytime in the near future at that point in my life if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for you and I putting on Flex in My Expression. So, obviously, I mean, I wrote the words. But just your, your partnership in putting on Flex in My Expression is the reason I am a poet today, probably like podcast. I feel like all of that just kind of waterfalls from flex in my expression. So when I, that's why I said I literally can't tell my UCSD story without thinking back to moments like that. And you were there for so many of those moments. So once again, like giving you your flowers, but just like you said, so much shit happened at UCSD, but flexing my expression was like a key, key pillar in my UCSD experience. And I got to do it with you. That's why when people be talking about, like, oh, like you did flex in my expression, like you start that. no, no, me and Cambria started it gotta make sure y'all know
1: period <laughs> <laughs> oh that means so much to me honestly too I really think back at putting on flex in my expression that was probably one of my favorite events that was one of my favorite events because it was just to see the way it turned out like it started out like you said it's such a, a little idea we did not think anybody was gonna take it serious we more so did it for us like, like okay this is gonna be a vibe This is yeah we had to do inside. a program anyway right so it's like you know and then for everybody to come and they wanted more events like oh that was that was probably one of the top most meaningful things that I did and like you said doing it with you made it so much better especially because like my turn to give you your flowers I feel like you were among the people who I looked up to in terms of like even though we were in a space where we were growing together it was still like it was like you and Andre and Jazzy and Brelon like y'all know you know Bri Alexis like I looked up to all of y'all as the people to like learn from the people who like <laughs> even though I didn't take any notes on this part but y'all were the people who balanced school <laughs> and being student leaders y'all were the people who were called on in our community to represent us as leaders like y'all y'all were amazing but yeah you in particular being able to put on the event with you felt like oh I'm really doing my big shit now because I'm like I'm doing it with Kyler like the fourth okay like I'm <laughs> uh,
0: not not the fourth uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't that I remember my parents pulled up randomly mm-hmm. to that too yeah your family like, pulled oh, up my Crazy. dad
0: pulled up I'm like this is really like, like any this sense. is a thing
1: this is a thing
0: we had a live painter and then Shelly brought Amin Ross. so it was like now we got this dope ass spoken word artist here and it's like what we literally thought it was going to be seven of us on the couches of the BRC snapping yeah. our fingers and we've would to force two or three people to perform but we got Ariel Stella, and Chelsea performed their piece Judah was singing up there like we really put on an event
1: it was amazing it was amazing uh and, yes. and flexing is still happening,
0: right? It, it's it's happening, but it ain't happening. You feel me? It
1: ain't happening, but it's oh
0: <laughs> but no, nah, they they did a flex of my or the, I know they've been talking about doing like flexing my expression events and bringing that back, but I always tell them, like y'all y'all ain't putting in the work that we was doing. Y'all, y'all not putting in the work, but it, it can happen. And for those of y'all, any UCSD folks listening to this. If y'all go to the BRC, that painting that's right outside the director's office, that is from the original Flex of My Expression event. Uh, That's our stamp at UCSD, painted by the wonderful Shelley Bruce. Um, Just will never forget that night, November 2015, which also, fun fact, and this for listeners too, the last time that I like cut my hair, cut my hair, was right before Flex of My Expression. (laughs) <laughs> my hair has been growing ever since flexing my expression like my hair has never been shorter than we it was unlocked that
1: something day. that night something in you was unlocked for sure
0: and locked because i started locking my hair after that so poetry at its finest <laughs> that was
1: good
0: thank you buy the books
1: <laughs> 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 buy the books y'all heard them <laughs>
0: Uh, But let's get back to outside of the stories of Cambria and Kyler, because that's not that's not necessarily why I wanted you on a podcast. But I do know that we have plenty of those types of stories to tell. Uh, But Cambria, as I was doing my research for this podcast episode, I went back to your feature on uh, Ren Ren Speaks, Irene's blog, Black is Beautiful. And you were talking about a lot of what we talked about today about dentistry. But there's this quote that I pulled out. About your why not, might as well attitude about going outside. And you use six L's (laughs) when you describe your might as well attitude.
1: (laughs) Is you counting the L's? eh?
0: (laughs) I mean, I got it right here. I might as well give the people the specificity that they need for this podcast episode. Uh, But I want you to talk a little bit about, like, just moving to dc exploring the area of dc your dc bucket list and your why not might as well attitude that has driven you to really explore the city that you live in now
1: well first the way you say that is like why not might as well like, that's you how know I damn well i wasn't friends. about to say that <laughs> i know but i had to give everybody context because it was a seven l's six l's seven l's
0: i count six but it's also a bunch of l's so who knows
1: you know, I kept tapping the key until my heart felt full, but I feel like that's always been my philosophy. Cause again, I <laughs> had too much fun in college. Um, but I feel like when I got here specifically to DC, I realized this is my first time being in a full adult, like a full adult on my own in a new city on the other side of the country. Don't know nobody. And at first it was very intimidating to the point that I didn't want to leave my house like I literally did not do anything and it was just like what am I doing now looking back at that time I'm like I should have been out doing things But I just was so intimidated by that fact and eventually I had to kind of like lean into it mm-hmm. but like it was crazy because it's like what? I graduated UCSD at 21 22 moved home but it's like in Victorville I'm living at home with my parents and then it's like also again it's Victorville so there's not much going on so it's like if I'm balancing work and the classes I was taking at that time with going out with my friends we were driving into LA or we were driving further into the IE or we were going to the beach like we had to like really plan out and do those things um and make time for that so it wasn't like I was out every weekend or I could get off of work or get home from class and be like oh I'm gonna go do this like there wasn't that wasn't always an option, you know, so when I moved, well, actually, then we got to talk about the fact that COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And that also was like, I think I had been home only for a year, maybe a little more than a year, a year and like four or five months at the time that COVID hit. And then I moved here. <laughs> like it literally was like. Like COVID just kind of like felt like it fell in the middle of everything. And then when we came out of it, it's like, whoa,
0: yeah, like we were in a time
1: capsule or something.
0: That's exactly how I felt. COVID just is like, well, I'm here, y'all. So uh, get this going, get that going, get rid of that. The time is now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then we came out of it like, okay. <laughs> like, wow, you know, like what happens all the time? And so I realized like being out here, I moved out here at 24, turning 25. And I'm like, when I was in college, I was only in San Diego as a legal adult, like 21 years old for- I don't know honestly I can't do that math right now I can't think that hard But it wasn't very long that's the point point. <laughs> and then like I said moving back home my parents when I came out here it's like I have all this opportunity like I can do whatever I want to do I can fully explore I can fully date like I can do like literally like I can do everything like this is my insecure moment I don't remember when I realized this that I was like literally living like sex in the city. I think one of my friends was like, you could live a sex in the city life. And I was like, I've never watched that. But I feel like I know. (laughs) You got
0: you you, you got the vibe. Yeah. Do you be rapping at yourself in a mirror like Issa living your insecure moment?
1: Um, no, no, I don't rap to myself. But when you live by yourself, you do a lot of things.
0: Oh, trust me.
1: Embarrassingly that you wouldn't want other people over here. So a little bit of singing. Um, a lot of talking to myself <laughs> but um. and then one of my friends who she graduated and she moved back home to LA she um told me that one of the things she wanted to do was go see all the museums in DC before she left but naturally she also was here during COVID she started dental school in 2019 so she literally was in school for a handful of months in the middle of her first year COVID hit And then things open back up at the beginning of her third year. And so, like, you know, you lose all that time. And even then, things in D.C. weren't, like, open, open. Because remember, we had to do, like, vaccination cards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was still a whole lot of, you know, drama about going out and experiencing the city. So by the time that, like, she was able to, it was her last year. And so when she said she wanted to go to all the museums, I'm like, me too. And then I started realizing there's so many things to do out here. There are so many things to do. I started making a bucket list of things that I wanted to do um, in DC before I leave, and then this past summer, a friend of mine, she also was like, "We should go ahead and make a summer bucket list." And so we put way too many things on that bucket list for us to actually do for the summer, um, but we got through a good, good, pretty good amount of it. But it's doing things like that, and then just just going to things off the whim, just mm-hmm. because I can do it, that have also kind of led to me experiencing. <clears throat> um, new things and so like what was one thing that like was so random I'm trying to think I feel like I have been to so many different things where it's just like randomly like okay like who cares like let's just go and do it um a sound bath a sound bath meditation I've never done that before Ooh, but I I've love seen a
0: sound bath meditation
1: oh it was great it was great. I would do it again. <laughs> I really should. I really should do it again. We just randomly seen it one day. We're like, all right, let's go. And we went ahead and did it. And we had a great time. It was so relaxing. 10 out of 10 recommend. But then there's also like a lot of different Black like groups that plan mm-hmm. events. So I've done hiking trips with a lot of Black people. I've done yoga sessions. I've done like there's just so many things that you could do um so yeah I'm working on trying to get through that list and that's why I'm like why not might as well sometimes I'm like if I know I wasn't about to do anything tonight like I wasn't gonna study I wasn't gonna do any assignments I wasn't gonna do anything school related why not just go out and find something to do and have fun because I'm also over the the club scene as well I just feel like that's not my vibe anymore but yeah I'm on a mission for sure to kind of knock some things off my list
0: Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing the memories as they're formed. Uh, I think as much as I love from the laundry room to the Zoom room, why not might as well might have to be the title of the podcast. Like that's up in contention too. That's so a
1: good
0: one. We, we got a working list going so far. Uh, but Cambria, one other thing that I want to make sure that we left time for, you are now officially a podcaster.
1: Yeah. What a time. <laughs> what a time.
0: <laughs> and, but like, why not? Might as well. Um, but you are the third member of the 4D podcast to make an appearance on the Banqua Hall podcast. We've had the Jada so far, and now you. So uh the question that I asked for the Four Deepers what has Four Deep taught you about yourself
1: so far? Um, hmm, that is a good question. Thanks. <laughs> Stop <laughs> um. I feel like 4 deep has taught me... Well, one thing that I think is the first thing that I thought of was that I'm comfortable with being myself in different settings. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I feel like we were kind of talking about this a little bit Um, when we were texting. Sometimes you feel like when you're on a podcast, you feel like you have to kind of like give podcasts, but it's like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to kind of like tap into like who I am and convey that through the screen and through the mic. And that's helped me kind of like actually in real life kind of step into more of my personality and more of who I am and kind of like feel a little bit more confident um, in a way. And also um, it's taught me too that like, it's just so important to surround yourself with people who, I wanna just say like like like-minded, but people who are supportive, people who are wise, people who can teach you a lesson. Like I really, really value, they're basically my sisters. Like I really value my 4 sisters. We learn so much from each other. We talk about things on pod and off pod. It literally is literally deep 24-7 with us. And we had no idea that this was going to come out of like us meeting in a book club mm. that we tried really hard to read them books, y'all. Like a moment of honesty. There <laughs> we we might have read six books, but like we still did it there, like, oh, I need to go back and finish this one, or like, but anyways, <laughs> I really it, it was it, us making this podcast and building this platform and offering something to our listeners that they might not be getting elsewhere is something that means so much to me. Um I just I probably couldn't even put words on it it means so much to me and I honestly like it was so funny because when we started the podcast and we were just talking about like planning it I'm like oh I don't know how long I'm gonna be committed to this <laughs> like
0: and now you two <laughs> like, I might quit.
1: exactly and they were like and I told them at the end of season one like y'all I actually was like thinking about quitting before we started <laughs> and they were, like, they were like you're not right you're not right <laughs>
0: I mean, you are in dental school, though. Like, there are like a lot of things going on in your life, but that's that's real. Like, I mean, right. this is podcast number three for me, and each one I've been like, "Damn!" Like, I want to keep doing this, but you you find you find your why along the way for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing too. I feel like also another thing we we're talking about when you do a podcast, you're like always looking at like who's engaging with it, who's watching, who's listening, and a lot of times that can be like it can really mess with you a little bit. Like, am I doing this? Like, should I keep doing this? Am I doing this right? And so I think another thing that it's taught me um, is that just because your audience isn't big, it doesn't mean that your intended audience isn't tapped in. Cause there are so many people who have been honestly just like they valued and been blessed by some of the things that we've talked about on our podcast. And I'm sure for you as well. And so it's like, even though people don't always comment like subscribe and do all the things that we would like for y'all to do
0: real quick cambria I, threatened the hell out of everybody i did who listens to 4d last episode i i tuned in and you went on your little your soliloquy about supporting the podcast. i was soliloquy. like damn like i was like wait did I, let me make sure i like this episode real quick before cambria fly across the country and beat
1: my <laughs> yeah basically. No, and then I came back and was like, Y'all probably didn't deserve all of that energy, but like nah, No, they did.
0: No, they did. did. No, nah, <laughs> nah, we, we can talk about that. Like I I'm I'm all for calling people out on their shit. Cause we talk about supporting each other. We talk about like, oh, like support your friends. And then it's like, comment, y'all. Just, just leave a comment real quick. Leave a like or Ooh, just something. Just, just hit me up on the side and be like, Hey, good episode, good job. Cause even if I don't comment on your episodes, I always text at least one of y'all after the episode and be like, Hey, I see what you're doing out here.
1: <laughs> and that's important because it's like okay there's somebody out there it makes me think of that video who is it um it was you ja rule where he was performing at a mm-hmm. basketball game and he was like he said something and then it was quiet and he was like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of but I feel like that is that's also taught me a lot about myself too like just because you're out here and it feels like you're talking to nobody at all doesn't mean that you're actually talking to nobody there have been so many people who are going to be you know touched by the things that you share somebody's story that is able you know like you said you kind of you make space for people to come on here and talk about their stories and their experiences that people wouldn't otherwise hear from like there's so much value in that that's so important so yeah we appreciate all the listeners
0: <laughs> we, we <laughs> love we love the listeners uh of course I have probably plugged 4Deep seven or eight times on this podcast, but what's a ninth plug? Where can people find the podcast if they want to tune in, if they are so stubborn and haven't tuned in yet?
1: All right. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Did I say TikTok? Anyways, you can find us on all the major platforms at 4 Pod f-o-u-r-d-e-e-p-p-o-d and um we we dropped a new episode today is it live
0: oh damn it is 4D it's friday
1: <laughs> it's 4d friday um... it was 4d
0: saturday last week I...
1: <laughs> Shh. no that's so funny because like things be happening and we're like oh my god like people noticed you know, I
0: don't that. think people notice. I notice, <laughs> but I, I'm a podcaster. I notice those things because I right. listen to so many podcasts, and it's like on Fridays I listen to Higher Learning, and then after Higher Learning's done, usually y'all drop Four Deep. So it was like midday. I was like, wait, where
1: the fuck is Four Deep? At? <laughs> exactly. Things be happening, but yeah, if we're not live yet, we're about to be. Please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time this oh, episode yeah. drops, y'all y'all will be live.
1: That's true. So go tap in.
0: Yeah, tap in. I even just went on y'all YouTube to check and I wasn't subscribed from the Banquet Hall YouTube. So I got an extra subscriber just now. So shout out to 4D Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to 4D Pod, everyone who listens to that podcast. Definitely. And I say this, of course it's biased because I know uh, the 4 Deepers, but also like just genuinely y'all put out good content and I just appreciate good content. I have friends who do podcasts and I'm like, yeah, it's like I'll listen for support but I'm not really like tapped in tapped in no I'm tapped in with four deep like I really appreciate the conversations that y'all have uh and just like the genuineness of the dialogue I mean of course the basis of the podcast y'all trying to get deep with it but I think people say that but then they only stick at the half deep level but y'all really make it a point even and it's not like a force like oh let's go deep right now y'all naturally let it progress to get to where mm-hmm. it needs to go but most importantly, it's just, like you said, it's, it's for Black women telling their stories. And the more that we can amplify and have those stories be out there, it's, it just makes the world a better place.
1: And there it is. If that didn't inspire y'all to tap in, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But thank you for that. I really of do course. appreciate I really do appreciate it. It's so affirming
0: of course now i just need to shamelessly throw one of my books into y'all book club give y'all something to talk about
1: that'll, what are we even book. <laughs> honestly hmm that might be good for better books which is jada and destiny's like that's their business um Cause we don't read, well, I'm not gonna say I don't read books cause I do read books. I haven't had much time recently, but we don't really talk about it anymore. Like it's not like a a book club kind of setting anymore, but we need to get you in rotation.
0: Hey, I got the books on the shelves. I'll send them for, for the free. Um, but Cambria, let's go ahead and round out this podcast with a couple of quick hitter questions, uh, whatever comes to mind first, just giving the people a little bit of insight into your thought process and how you got here first and foremost, who are some people who inspire and or influence you? And don't feel the need to list everybody in your life. I feel like sometimes people try to list everybody and they get stressed out. Like, oh, I don't want to forget this person. (laughs) Just some people. So if people listen to this, like, damn, you didn't mention me. I said some people. So who are some people who inspire and influence you?
1: Honestly, the main person is my mother. There. Drops mic. (laughs) No, but yeah my mom she is amazing she's taught me everything i know about how to just be who i am be that confidently go after what i want don't take no for an answer like i make a joke because my mom is short but like even though my mom is like the shortest person in the room she's literally the tallest person in the Mm. room
0: oh that's beautiful
1: Mm. (laughs) It's the way you said that
0: i was being genuine that is beautiful
1: i know you were but it was the way you said it
0: uh, uh sh- shout out to moms you have an amazing mom who i haven't seen in so long but she's dope so i i was gonna say i hope she's listening i know she's gonna listen to the podcast so sh- <laughs> sh- shout out to your mom um where can people find you and how can people support you
1: um oh It's a loaded question. Um, Y'all can find me on Instagram, FlyGalCam, Twitter, FlyGalCam. And the only way y'all can support me right now is if you have family in the DMV area, come tell them to come get their teeth looked at and cleaned, please. I'm accepting new patients, and I'm excited about it. So if you need a cleaning, if you need whitening, if you need dentures, if you need crowns, if you need a filling, if you need an extraction, if you want veneers, yeah. Yeah, I do it all. <laughs> hey, go so ahead. So come see Howard. <laughs> <laughs> that's how y'all can support. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> so, so, all y'all in the DMV area, go ahead and tap in with Cam. She'll get you right. Uh, also, of course, supporting 4 deep supports Cam by default. So, make sure y'all tap in with yes. that podcast as well. Uh, what about some words of advice for people? And I'm going to go back to the realm of dentistry. I've seen you tweet some dental advice recently, but just whatever type of advice you want to leave our listeners. That way they walk away from this episode with good conversation, good laughs, but hopefully better hygiene.
1: Mm. Not to um. put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that was the whole point of the, the end. It was like the hot seat questions. Um, So let's see. It's important to floss. And I know y'all don't be flossing like that. And this isn't me calling y'all out. This is me trying to call y'all in. So the little little so-so, I see that. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Y'all need to floss, okay? Once a day, every night. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. It is so important. Please do not sleep on it. Because at the end of the day, when you brush your teeth, you still leave about 40% of your teeth surfaces uncleaned, 40%. Mm, it's a lot. If you got a 60% on a test, that's a D. Mm. That's not a good score. So make sure Stop. you cross. And to take it even up a notch, and this is what I like to tell my patients, because I like the shock value of it. When you get in the shower, you wash your whole body, right? You wouldn't not wash your ass, right? You wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like you get in there, you clean it up, right? So that's the same thing. Flossing is the same thing. So, yeah, I hope every time y'all start flossing, you think of me. (laughs) That was
0: effective because now I I know it. Like, I want to go grab the floss right now. I'm not even going to hold you. I want to hit pause on this recording, floss it up real quick. Uh, We can do a flossing demonstration for our video, folks. That is the
1: best piece of advice that I can give y'all is to make sure you floss. Because you could be brushing, but you need to be flossing.
0: Hey all right y'all heard it here first folks so uh, if you listen <laughs> to this right before bed make sure you get up go floss your teeth real quick because cambria is not playing with y'all and you know how they say like nine out of ten dentists recommend this toothpaste or whatever two out of two dentists on the banquet hall podcast have told y'all to floss so if y'all ain't flossing by now what's wrong with y'all that just is what it is <laughs> But last but not least, Cambrio, what are some takeaways from this episode? One for yourself, but what do you also hope that our listeners take away from this episode? Besides flossing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity and space to kind of like talk about my journey and kind of like what brought me here. So I hope that what people are able to take away, what listeners are able to take away from this is from, take away from this is that sheesh (laughs) i will i want people to know that like at the end of the day no matter what path you choose go with the thing that you feel the most conviction with no matter if it makes sense to anybody else no matter if it gets encouragement from anybody else no matter how long it might take you to get there because at the end of the day like my mom had told me the years are going to pass regardless of what you choose to do or not do um don't hold up your future for anybody or anything And step fully into whatever season it is that you're currently in. Um, Find the value in it. Even when it's the most difficult seasons, you know, like I said, I don't enjoy being in school, but there's so much value in me being here. How can I not remind myself, like, the good about being here, why I'm grateful to be here, why I'm blessed to be where I am. Um, And one thing I want to take away from this podcast is – a lesson from you Kyler because again I just feel like I'm looking up to you I feel like you're such a natural facilitator like this is just a natural element for you I really want to be a conversationalist and engage people the way you do in real life and on the pod like that's what I want to take away from this <laughs> <laughs> you um, should start a workshop
0: <laughs> hey I appreciate it Hey, I'll, that's not a bad idea I wouldn't mind doing something like that um, but no, I definitely appreciate that Cambria I appreciate your time on this podcast I appreciate you sharing your story with us. And one other tidbit that I want to make sure I left the listeners with that I meant to ask you earlier, but I'll just say it and you can respond to it if needed. Uh, but presently, or at least at the last statistic I could find there are less than 4% of dentists that are black. And you are the second person on the pathway to become a dentist to have this to have on this podcast y'all are both black. And I just think that is so impactful for people like you to be able to share your story because when it comes down to it, like if there's a, another young black girl out there somewhere who really wants to be a dentist, like why shouldn't she be able to turn on a podcast and hear about Cambria's experience becoming a dentist and can't wait for you to be practicing dentistry at a dentist office near me. Uh, I will stop by and squint at you and whatever it might be, <laughs> whatever our weird interactions are. Uh, but <laughs> just wanted our our listeners to know just what percentage that we're working with of black dentists in our society because that's why you deserve to have your stories shared just as much as any other celebrity because you're going to be one of four percent of dentists in this nation and i know you so that's dope oh
1: shucks
0: But let's close this episode out with something I wish I would have done with Jada too. But what's the what's the deep rating of this episode? I know this ain't four mm. deep,
1: but oh, this is cute. Um, I would give us like a like a three.
0: Oh, I, a three. A three. I wasn't expecting that deep. That's dope we got a three. Going to say what a two? I was, I was leaning towards like two two and a half. I feel like two there was definitely some three moments, but I feel like if I were to average it out, like two two and a half.
1: we're gonna average it out yeah no i would say a two and a half it would have been a three if all the censored stories were uncensored it might even been a four
0: it might have been a six (laughs) i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we can go with a two and a half with a little three sprinkled here and there
0: i love that uh but listeners as always we gave y'all five star content make sure you leave us a five star rating wherever you're listening Uh, if you can't leave a five star rating leave us a thumbs up if you can't leave a thumbs up hit the star button if you can't hit the star button hit the subscribe button whatever button you need to hit that supports the podcast do that find it find it whatever (laughs) it might be that was so aggressive
1: i'm sorry (laughs) this is not my audience they don't know me
0: (laughs) this is your audience most people tune into this episode do in fact
1: right that's true well then find it (laughs)
0: <laughs> but most importantly uh, share this podcast episode with a friend one, share it with one friend who you know they need to floss more but two, <laughs> just share, just share it with somebody who would take away something from Cambria uh, make sure that y'all follow the pod at Banquet Hall Pod, make sure y'all tap in with Cambria especially those of y'all in the DMV area get your teeth taken care of tap in with 4D Pod and yeah, Cambria, any last words any shout outs, anything you want to say to close us out
1: Oh, you know that's too much pressure. I have nothing. <laughs> I know that's so terrible, but I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it's okay.
0: I put you on a spot with that one, but I just want to make sure that if you had anything else, I gave you the last word, but
1: well, this has a been a blast. thank you. A thank you for having me and allowing me to act the night.
0: Hey.
1: And yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Come back for more.
0: There we go. Thank y'all for tuning in and we'll catch y'all next episode.